This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Jolan and Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. In our new segment on America's Roundtable, A Week in Review, we would like to place the spotlight on Europe, China's efforts in influencing major global bodies, which then impact Americans, and a recent scandal that involves the World Bank, which is funded and supported by U.S. taxpayers. Recent riots in Europe have been underreported by media groups on the European continent and in the United States. It appears that people protested against mandates, such as proof of vaccination becoming law in countries across Europe, with many expressing frustration that this infringes on on their privacy. There was a violent march in Paris on the disruption caused by the pandemic which originated in Wuhan, China. This past week, the Financial Times published a piece titled Global Supply Chains at Risk of Collapse Warn Business Leaders. And I quote, Global supply chains are at risk of collapse unless governments worldwide restore freedom of movement to transport workers and give them priority over vaccines, a coalition of international business leaders has warned. In an open letter to heads of state and governments attending the United Nations General Assembly, the International Chamber of Shipping and other transport groups warned that almost two years of travel bans and other restrictions had had an enormously detrimental impact on transport workers, well-being, and their safety. The mistreatment of workers was piling pressure on the already crumbling global supply chains, they said, adding that any failure to act was likely to really put greater pressures on shortages of essential goods, including electronics, food, fuel, and medical supplies ahead of Christmas, unquote. And in fact, the report talks about a shortage of truck drivers globally, with the American Trucking Associations reporting a shortfall of almost 61,000 in the United States. If America's politicians apply a command and control approach, we may face the challenges that UK and Europe are facing today at this very moment. At America's Roundtable, we have invited experts and business, media, and political leaders to discuss their concerns about China and how an emboldened communist regime in Beijing is influencing world bodies such as the World Health Organization, funded by U.S. taxpayers. Now, we hear of another troubling case whereby the World Bank's flagship study, the Doing Business Report, has come under greater scrutiny. The Wall Street Journal reported, I quote, Underwhelming is the most charitable way to describe the World Bank's contribution to reducing global poverty over 75 years. And now, the organization's most useful service, its annual doing business ranking, has been shelved thanks to some untoward lobbying by China. Unquote. It stated that the independent investigation by the law firm Wilmer Hale shed light on the fact that former World Bank CEO and other leaders were pressuring staff to improve China's Doing Business 2018 ranking. 
What transpired is that the report gave China a favorable assessment and the communist nation rose seven places after the changes. China ranked 31st in the 2020 report, which was ahead of Switzerland in 36th place. The Wall Street Journal aptly asked, does that sound plausible for a regime that considers business a servant of the state? Unquote. In fact, in 2008, Natasha Sodorsh, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and co-host of America's Roundtable, wrote an op-ed piece in the LATEM, the prominent print daily in Switzerland, which raised serious concerns about the World Bank's doing business report and how it gave glowing appraisals to reform laggards in Eastern Europe, including Croatia, which is still mired in corruption. Natasha, indeed, you are to be commended for your principal action in raising this important concern. Some 13 years ago, you were one of the first leaders to call the World Bank report a flawed study. Natasha, what should our listeners be aware of when looking at the World Bank study, and what can citizens do to address the concerns of how their taxpayer funds are being given to groups like the World Bank that aid criminal enterprises in Croatia and the rest of Eastern Europe? Certainly. I brought attention to the flawed World Bank's doing business report in 2008 when Croatia was proclaimed a top reformer in 2008 World Bank's doing business report and improved its ranking by 23 places in just one year. Croatia was then, and it still is, a country with rampant corruption, weak protection of property rights, and politically influenced judiciary. What I discovered then was that the Doing Business report was exposed to a high level of subjective staff influence, and that half of the top reformers in 2008 were the countries whose nationals were working on the Doing Business report itself, the countries of Bulgaria, Colombia, Croatia, Egypt, and Kenya. The most striking example was Croatia, where a former government employee of the Ministry of Finance was then directly working on the report for Croatia when Croatia was proclaimed top reform of the year by jumping by 23 places. And let us fast forward to 2021. U.S. taxpayer funding continues to be a major contributor to the World Bank. The infuriating fact is that we are funding the World Bank which funds infrastructure and other projects in corrupt countries and at the same time elevates its accomplishments through a flawed World Bank's doing business report. While we fund infrastructure projects in other countries, we are not able to use our own taxpayer funds to build and maintain our infrastructure in America, such as roads, bridges, tunnels and other necessary infrastructure. World Bank has been a major donor for infrastructure projects in parts of Croatia and the Balkans. In a particular case of Croatia, these infrastructure projects were regularly subcontracted to the same construction company of undisclosed ownership, which is mired in corruption and involved in multiple projects of facilitating money laundering for other private investments. So, while the U.S. government can use FCPA, which is a Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, to go after private U.S. investors who are paying bribes to foreign officials, we do allow our U.S. taxpayers' money to end up in the pockets of the same foreign officials, and we do not call it a bribe because it is disbursed by the international organization called the World Bank. Well, in spite of our complaints submitted to the World Bank and the U.S. office at the World Bank, the World Bank approved another half a billion grant 
in June 2020 without any accountability measures to Croatia. I believe that the U.S. taxpayers should stop funding the World Bank and as individuals we can be involved in funding projects abroad which we deem appropriate by finding accountable and transparent vehicles to channel our funding to particular needs. Another example of China's alarming dominance in international organizations is that a senior Chinese police official was president of Interpol for two years and now is serving a 30-year sentence in China for bribe-taking. Now, questions that arise here are How can a Chinese police official uphold Interpol's mission, which is to enable police around the world to work together in order to prevent and fight international crime? And when did China's president, Xi Jinping, find out about his bribe-taking? As what happens in communist systems is that a criminally compromised person placed in a position of power will exude most loyalty and can be removed at any time. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Adinsami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.